0: You're nobody. Can you introduce us?
1: Yeah. Okay, so, welcome to the Oleto Effect. I uh, just want to let everybody know that you're nobody, we're nobody, but most importantly, you're nobody. I'm yeah. Crystal, your host, Crystal Kalina, and I'm here today with my co-host,
0: Chris, and we're here with
1: our very special guest today. He is actually one of the most calm humble did i say calm chill. chill good vibe guy that i know i've known him for a very long time Did i don't know anyways moving on uh we have ryan emery with us today He's dancing, True. y'all. He's dancing, yeah, yeah. y'all. I'm, I'm dancing. <laughs> I'm
2: fucking dancing. <laughs> I was told there's no filter, so no fuck filter. it. No filter. Literally, I mean,
1: not even on the mic. My. <laughs> <laughs> Except Chris. He's a.
2: I'm not uh, disgusting.
1: Um, so, uh, thank you for coming, first off.
2: Oh, yeah. Pleasure. It's my pleasure, like Chick fil A.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. My pleasure. Um, so, today we're getting to a. Uh, Bit of a serious topic, Chris. Do you wanna do you wanna let 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 the world know what today is? Why Ryan's here?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today our topic is gonna be just dealing with anxiety. It's what that's like, and also bipolar. So, Ryan, if you wanna kind of lead us in there, I guess. Experience. Right. <laughs> well, none of us have experience here with that, so we're just gonna speculate all day. <laughs>
1: So Okay, so before we just, like, bam, Ryan, boom, anxiety, bipolarness, um I was actually talking to Chris earlier, and um we were stalking your Instagram, and uh, we came across this uh, post that you posted, I'm um, not sure when you posted it, but... January 16th. Yeah, January, yeah, yeah, so you were, I think it was, like, a year anniversary thing that we came across. um so so if you want to describe that post to
2: okay (laughs) so let's see yeah january 16th uh was like yeah 2018 i believe it was like the date that i decided that i actually needed help i couldn't really control everything anymore um yeah, that was basically my anniversary day. That was the
0: reason behind the video, if you want to get literal. was It, it was just the day that you kind of, is it you just let yourself know, you know what, I do need help with this, or I need to... Yeah,
2: I, I don't remember what I said in the video. It was For me, I think I just selected a clip, so I don't know really how to reference that. Um, but the whole, I guess, significance behind that video was it was my anniversary day, and the text was, I am here, I am... Loved I am grateful. I am lit like it was just kind of a self self Self-empowering self self empowering thing to do. I don't know
1: So when did you I know this is you posted that but I Guess when did you growing up? How old are you now? 25 26 25 will be 25. Okay? So when when did you do is it something you've had for a very long time when do you recall maybe like, hey, I think this is around the time when this all was started?
2: Mm, well, so growing up with mental health, it's always been in the back of my head, but in, I didn't really, let's see, when I definitely knew was probably like, I want to say 15. That was probably when I like, I knew I was off. But I had my shit. Like, every time... Like, I'd have my episodes. So there's, like, the manic side, and then there's just, like, the depressive side. But everybody's sides are different. So, like, some people are manic, and it's fucking hysterical. And other people are manic, and they're gods. Mine is more leaning towards the god side. So, like, when I'm manic, I feel like i am I'm right. I know everything. I am too like going way too fast for my own head and my own body. It's just like a it's something I can't control, and it's something that it's like the best high I've ever been on is when I'm manic, and it's something that you have to sacrifice in a way because I felt that was a better part of this whole mental thing um just because it it made me feel good in a sense like i don't know i mean you guys know i've always been shy i've always been i don't talk much ironically you're saying like the chill humble the well there's a lot that goes behind the scenes i've i fucked over a lot of people i've cut a lot of things out of my life just because i'm impulsive and it's just like the other side of it so on the like the dark side of it it's i'm worthless like it's kind of like this it's basically depression and then god feelings for me but the whole one of the things i want to say the whole misconception usually bipolar is mood swings swings, off and on off and on off and on off and on throughout the day but um it's more like cycles so about when i was 15 i started cycling and it's about every two weeks to every month it kind of just changed. and granted it's not like set in stone black and white that it's like, okay, for a month I'm fucking like on top of the world. And then the other month I'm dead and whatever it's, it's not that black and white. So it can't be that literal, but it is the majority of the ap- or majority of the time. It is one of those things. And it lasts about two weeks to a month for me. So once I could recognize that cycle in my life, it was more of like a, okay, well now I'm on top of it. So I now I know I'm on, when I'm cycling, so now I can predict it like what I told my girlfriends in high school is basically like, yeah, I have a a period. (laughs) Like, I get a man period sometimes, (laughs) and it just, yeah, a myriad, and it just, whatever. But, I don't know about rape, being how I was raised. I mean, our dad's kind of like it. It was very implosive versus explosive. So, for the most part, I've never hurt anybody when I am, like, fucked. Yeah, It's always towards myself, which is bad, but... I, that's how I thought I had it under control without meds or without anything is because I could, I can control
0: myself with not harming other people. So I got one question before. So you're saying you, you got kind of like the both ends of the spectrum, like kind of you feel depression and then you feel manic, like you're hot shit, you know? Um, is it always kind of those two ends or is it there ever like i I'm angry for a while? Or is it usually kind of a sadness and feeling really good?
2: Okay, okay. So,
0: yeah, my I guess
2: drug of choice, emotion of choice is anger. So my depressive side is anger. Yeah, and it's I mean those two for my life go hand in hand. Like I don't know. One time like when we were living together, it's like I've had to call my mom a couple times, like because I wanted her to come get Kimmy from me because it was just like I I didn't trust myself having her because I was just spiraling out of control it was i was i'd be so angry and so irrational that it's like i couldn't stop and it's like i know that but i can't control that so it's it's weird but yeah my big thing is anger but everybody's different so there's a lot of people like my mom she just sleeps when she's like that she'll just sleep that's all she does is sleep but being raised as someone who does that i don't i don't like coping with sleep in a sense, I have FOMO now because I just don't like missing out, but it's mostly because I just don't like
0: coping with sleep. So, your mom. Um, yeah, she's definitely a... bipolar. Okay. Um, and were you ever, like, uh, I guess, diagnosed, or you just kind of know <laughs> the signs because growing up in that, or was there ever kind of like a, I guess, um, a professional opinion for.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, the whole 15 thing, I'd say self-diagnosed. I mean, there's a whole bunch of online tests and whatever, but Uh-oh. never really trust that. And when I actually did. Want to reach out for help I uh Yeah I want. I have my psychiatrist His name is, is Roger He has me on a mood stabilizer and was, was this
1: the first time you tried To reach out for help? But professionally aside, aside, yeah, aside professionally from you, And yeah. how old were you at this point?
2: 23? So this was 8 years so eight, okay.
1: Without This was just you Essentially alone in a way?
2: um in a sense like in my head yes but um not technically
1: yeah go ahead i I just wanted to know like the the time between the doctor and you when you started realizing things but you were saying you met
2: oh roger yeah yeah so meds yeah meds meds save lives (laughs) um yeah so basically the whole thing with bipolar just any mental disorder it's medication and therapy well i'm medication <laughs> i grew up in therapy so i just i'm not about it and i'm so self-reflective anyway i can and i know it's not factual but it's like i for the most part i know what happens i just need to let people know just give me an hour and i'll, I'll find out where i'm wrong and i'll apologize and like i know but within that hour nothing can stop me like you are wrong and i am right until the day i die yeah. until an hour goes by and it's like oh okay But I don't know one of the things too is let's see with mental disorder it's you can have three types of disorders there's like uh this do not quote me on this at all because I can't recall the exact ones but there's mood disorders I think emotional disorders and then behavior disorders so I've only been diagnosed with one I know for sure I'm bipolar I'm pretty sure I'm borderline as well oh I guess I could go back to the misconception so, yes, when you usually think about mood swings and all that thing, it's – that's more geared towards being borderline. So, it's like if you have borderline personality disorder, that's more of the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I do have that as well, but the – I think the thing that bothers me more that I had to take action on was the cycles because it's just – I can't – and it lasts too long. Yeah. Um, and it does, it gets to a point, I guess, depending on the events in your life. I mean, I've always had, like, bad thoughts in my head throughout my whole life. But I think childhood is just, everybody has a bad childhood until you realize you didn't have that bad of a childhood and whatever.
0: Um. <clears throat> Damn. Well, they were, um, I just looked at just you know, a little internet research, but, um, so, I don't know if it's, like, if they like proven it or anything, but have you heard anything about like, is it kind of more genetics? I heard genetically it's more common if someone in your close family, like for example, your mom, that you would have it. Um, Did they ever like tell you anything like that? Or was it confirmed like that? I just, I just read something, but I've heard it's also not really confirmed, but it, it's possible type of thing.
2: I would agree with both. It's not confirmed, but it is possible, (laughs) but it's almost like the nature versus nurture. So, I mean, I've grown up with mental health, so it's like, I've been aware of it. My mom's always been like let letting me know what's going on. It's like one of those things. She'd blow up at me and then be like, an hour or so later, hey, it's like I'm not mad at you. It's just da 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 da, and I'm blowing up at you for it. So it's kind of like yeah. the same behavior I have now, but she <clears throat> raised me, so maybe I took on the same qualities as she did. Okay. But then it comes down to the science, and it's like there's definitely chemical imbalances, yeah. and that's gear. I think that's what I focus on is it's not necessarily all in my head it is an actual physical chemical imbalance because it's just it's almost predictable at this point
1: yeah so you said um obviously you said your mom it was bipolar as well and then I when I said oh it had been the eight years until you actually met up with a doctor within these eight years because I said you were pretty much alone and you said in in a sense do you like, was your mom aware of this? Did you not tell her? Is she, did she, I mean, That's she what I would see the sense. signs.
2: Oh, yeah, no, my mom. Like, how did
1: that work as far as co- living together?
2: Oh, great. I don't know. I've never had an issue with living my mom. I mean, honestly, it's mother and son, and yeah. parentals and childs, but no, she's been my person since I was born. So she's the only person I've ever been felt comfortable with, like, throwing my shit on. Yeah. And she's, it's, it's, shitty because the people you love most is the people you hurt Hurt the most most. yeah so she's gotten the worst lashes that i've ever given but she's my mother so it's like we stay together but it is almost like a mirrored effect now because unfortunately like when one of us is down the other person's up and that continues to this day like (laughs) she'll miss a week of work and i'm like hey like we try to get it on sync and then like i'll miss a week of work and that's like hey like (laughs) I don't know what it is about that.
1: I I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know, sorry. I totally didn't mean to, interrupt, but I got kind of I'm not saying it's like a good, there's no such thing as good thing or bad thing, but in a way it's kind of like what would happen if you both were down? Yeah, I was saying, you know. Like, I, I wondered I I'm almost like I'm cuz you guys live together, you have each other like I mean, you don't know where it could go if you guys were both down and, and you're saying um how there was points that you had to call her to come pick up your dog because you didn't know what could happen. So in in a way, are you, like, a little bit, like... In well, the, gonna, did I, it
0: work out kind of better being this kind of cycle with your mom being up so she can kind of help you out and with you being down as and then vice versa, to, you guys can kind of talk? Or does it work that way? Did it feel like... Or does it feel like it's maybe...
2: Well, it's not, like, a permanent. It's not like it's, okay, you're up, I'm down. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, It's almost
0: like you could think about, like, a woman
2: with periods and, like, in a group of women. Like, my mom gets her period at the same time all of her coworkers do now just because (laughs) of that cycle. But we've both been down. Honestly, in those last two years, like, we've lost Scrappy, my dog, like, my little brother. We've lost my grandma and my grandpa. And then we lost my great-grandma. And that's all of our immediate family. So we've both been down multiple times at the same time. But we also cope in different ways. I mean, she feels guilty for not being there for me as well as I do for her. But we are very introverted and we're very alone in a sense. But it's like we know we have each other. Yeah. So we don't depend on each other necessarily until it becomes a very real situation. And then it's almost just like at that point,
0: ups or downs, doesn't even matter. I'm here. Yeah. So with, um, like, what would you say? You have your kind of you cycles uh, where you're manic and then depression does and i'm assuming of course that doesn't it doesn't just happen you don't feel that way just because so i guess what my question is when you feel down are your lows like really low now because of this or is all your other i mean i guess you can't say like oh i feel like everyone else because we don't all know how we all feel but uh would you think do you think that maybe like your lows are lower than most because of this or is it kind of no you just know when you're actually being affected by it um presently
2: Gloves are nowhere near i'm a medication mm. to help balance everything prior to that i feel like you're conscious about it to a certain point until it just takes you right yeah like once you're once you're in it you don't even know how to get out and you're, it's it's too far gone type of thing it's like and that's how it leads to the horrible shit that can happen from being from feeling like that i don't know so like once when you're in that state yes i it's like i'm the But it doesn't even matter. It's like you're not even comparing to anybody else. You're just like, I'm pathetic. I'm a piece of shit. Like, what is my life even worth on this earth? And, like, all this stuff. And it's like you can't even think past it. It's almost like when you're in a bad relationship but love is blind. Yeah. Like, you can't get outside of the box to look in to see, like,
0: you're fucking ridiculous right now. So when when you feel this way, um, is your focus basically like your thoughts are just in that feeling and like i'm pathetic or i i'm a piece of shit whatever or are your thoughts more in do you ever kind of go into like no calm down like or trying to cheer yourself up in a way or are you just kind of just all in this is how i feel this is what i'm thinking or is it more of a kind of a battle to get back to dude stop
2: the last one probably a battle it is very gradual depending on what exactly happens because i'm honestly life affects everything as well right. So, like, you can be depressed, but then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, if you haven't been laid in a while and you get laid, it's like, hey, or it's, like, stuff like stuff like that can't happen. And then as well as when you're on your up, that can happen. But it is a battle. It is a battle to not get to the point where you're succumbed by everything.
0: Did you... Is that, like, when you were talking... Chris was talking about your Instagram post earlier um, at the beginning. Um, was that kind of a... That's what I'm trying to say. When you got, is that really like that day was like the worst you felt that you said, you know what, I need help? Or was this just kind of a, I'm fed up with all of these things that I need to figure something out? Because um, I guess, cause it's like, I mean, I don't know that about that post, but as far as when getting diagnosed, I'm assuming when you got diagnosed, it was your choice cause you were 20 something and, um, and you kind of figured, you know, I need help type of thing um so for eight years was there a lot of lows or was this like your lowest point that you finally said i gotta do something about it or had you been dealing with all of this for so much that it finally led up to it
2: i've definitely been lower i mean there's definitely been worse shit that's happened and it's like when i when I look back and it's almost like I want to apologize to everybody who's been in my life since like high school, basically, because I've been so irrational at sometimes, And I've just like you, re- you start to remember things that you've done. You're like, wow. But so it's like in my head, I feel like I've been lower. It, it just came to the point and I reached out for help before. I just never followed through mm. that day was the day I followed through. And I was like, look, I need help. Like, I need help and you need to get me help helicopter mom whatever like i told my mom i was like you need to schedule an appointment with me because i won't do it and i need it that was like it was me taking control in a way because i knew that was the best way to make it happen if i left it in my own hands it wouldn't have happened but that was the only point to where i mean i fantasize everybody well i don't know about everybody i fantasize about suicide or death or harming myself and like all this stuff and i have done before not suicide obviously but everything else. Um but it was getting to the point where it was really like fucking real. Like I've had I don't know. I guess filter. I I have had I've had a gun in my mouth before and I was like debating whether or not I want to pull the trigger and then it's like, yeah, I'm done. Like, no, I can't I can't I can't be left to my own devices or many anymore or whatever the saying is. It's like I need I need help. It's like I know I love myself and I know I love my life and I know I love everybody. Like I love my fucking family i have the best family in the world so it's it's almost in a sense it's like okay i want to hurt myself but i don't want to hurt anybody else so in a sense it's a sacrifice of myself for everybody else but in that way it's like i do love myself so it all kind of works out for everybody once that happens but so in a sense it was the lowest low but it wasn't it but at that time like how you touched on the last point it was just Nothing was changing. Nothing was changing. It, I don't know if it was getting worse or bad. It was just I was sick of it. Like I was sick of feeling that way for so long. But then you're also high, so it's like, you. It's like you have a moment of relief and like, God, like life is amazing. Like I love everything and everything's rolling like perfectly. I like I can conquer the world right now, and then it stops.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to just kind of move through topics here, but I guess. Just touching on, cause I myself, when I see you, I always feel like you're real chill and you're real like. I mean, most of your answers that I see, I don't know if on camera they can see this, but it's kind of true. Yeah, like that's how you you kind of talk to everybody. You're like, yeah, true. Like, like everything is kind of like nonchalant. Like, yeah, like we're going with it. Um, so is this like? when you do like the way i know you that's how i know you and i've seen you get mad whatever i've never thought the biggest thing about it cuz i can get mad myself and i know every, almost everyone in my family can get pretty pissed off so to me it was just it always just seemed like a, you know i don't know he's having a bad day i mean i always knew in the back of my mind that you were going through these things but i never saw it like like the way you're talking about right now behind the scenes do you think that what we see is kind of have you just learned to like kind of hide it or is it just, and you're really feeling a different way, but you're just kind of like, you know, I'll just leave it in until whatever? Or do you think you kind of stay away from us when you're feeling are you, that are way? Are you talking
1: about, sorry, are you talking about, like, today, right now? How he's handling it right now? Sorry.
0: I'm no, kidding. I'm just talking about always, because my whole okay, life okay. I've never, Ryan, like, I've seen you, I mean, I've seen, like I said, I've seen you mad, but I haven't seen you anything that I would think that was, like,
2: no, oh, no yeah no in a sense i mean if it gets really bad yeah i i hide i definitely hide and hole up and like like i haven't gone out of my room sometimes for almost a week like i just stay there go to the bathroom like DoorDash is dope <laughs> like i don't know um and everything's is also a mask like i have so many different personalities and just i guess just find the two there's sushi and then there's ryan like the biggest part of my life is being sushi and then there's like the kind of more real part of being ryan but every situation I'm in is always a different mask in a sense, because I've been raised with you guys I've been raised with the Japanese side and then I've been raised with that side, and then I've been raised with all these different mixtures of friends and like peers. It's just like I don't know it took a forever i guess the big- biggest part that helped me was I took a year off I just took a year off of life like. I'm not working, I'm not doing anything, I live with my mom, so I had support and, like, financial help to do that type of thing. And that's kind of where the vlogs were birthed out of. Um, I did vlogs for a minute, but it was a major tool to find myself, because I was sick of trying to... Okay, well, sushi is my favorite persona, so I really clung to that. And I still do, I mean, but it's it's all me. It took me a minute to yeah. to figure out that it's all me, and it's just different... Tendencies and personality traits that I like to kind of just mesh in with. Like, if I'm at work, I'm not gonna be like, "Yeah, bro, like, let's go fucking trip in the wood like that." Yeah. Ah. But then, yeah, I'm like Jay
0: and shit's like, ah. bow, hello." Like, I don't know. There's just so many different. I guess the one thing I have seen, just going back to what I was talking, about, like, I've never seen you really explore. I guess one thing that I guess that I do know is I don't know if it was just recent years that you got this way. But I've noticed there are some things that you're like, I don't fuck with that. And you just like, you literally, you'll literally walk out the room like, nah, (laughs) I'm not fucking with this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's more of the anger side. Like there just comes to a point and I don't know why, but it's just like, and that's where I think I'm very black and white because yeah, once I, that's like the hour, that's the perfect example of that hour give, because once I decide there's no fucking, you can't, there's you can't like, there's nothing I can't, you can't no. Yeah, and I, I have to walk away. Otherwise, and that's my control. That's the way I I don't harm people. I just harm myself, my thoughts, and like, oh my god. So like an hour later, it's like I reflect on everything. It's, well, I'm embarrassed. I'm a piece of shit. I'm pathetic. I don't even know why I blew up over this little ass thing. One of the, one of the examples I can recall is... I think it was you guys were trying to sing me a birthday song if yeah, I didn't die But I was, like, was told. <laughs> yeah, and I it. was fucking done. Like no, there's no having it. Da, da, da. And of course, you look back on the fact after the emotions have gone away, and you're like, I'm fucking pathetic. Like that was fucking pathetic. It was ridiculous that I even had an ounce of whatever to act that way for such a little thing. But that's where everything just overtakes you, or me.
1: I I I wanted um only because okay so we've talked about the the bipolar the depression and I, I mean i can i can i guess get a definition of what it is on online and i have i have one of my closest friends has anxiety but like what i i guess what exact what part does anxiety play in all this and how does it affect it as if maybe it wasn't there
2: um, well, so anxiety for me, just a general approach to it, anxiety equals fear. If you're anxious, you're just scared. Like, that's, that's the most way, the basic way or black and white way to,
0: to put it. Um, I actually never thought about
1: it that way. <laughs> I see, that's why I was like, we can, I can get all these different, but I just wanted to hear from you, like the, you, because this is about you. So I want to know how it was.
2: Yeah. So anxiety equals fear. Um, my biggest fear, or my biggest anxiety is basically like what I will stand behind for sure is I have social anxiety and it's gotten way better as I've gotten older. But it's like I, it's like crowds and everything like that. It's, I, I just can't. I'll shut down and I'll like freak out. But it's all internal. Like I'll just be very quiet and reserved and just like like focused on my own survival at that point because that's what it feels like. But then there's also, like, a whole other anxiety. Like, it's it's almost internal anxiety. It's nothing with social, nothing with this. But it's, I've had panic attacks where I've been so worried about someone else. Or, like, you just get so mixed up in your head. It's very impulsive. Like, if you don't answer the phone the first time, okay, cool. Call you five minutes later. Then the phone second time. Oh my god, you're fucking dead. Oh my god, like all the shit. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, eighth time, ninth time. And then I'm just fucking irrational and blowing up your phone every second until you answer the phone. Oh hey man, I was in the shower. Or like something like that. And, it, and that's like the type of thing. Or like with one of my exes, it was like that too. I got a full on panic attack because she was sleeping. It's like the thing that gets stuck in your head and you're so scared or worried about something, it, it turns into a physical reaction. Um... Best example of the most thing, the best thing that probably most people couldn't understand is public speaking. I took a public speaking class and the, so, I don't know, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, whatever. My thing that goes on is my hands start to contort and I get stuck like this. Like, straight up, like my, okay, you can't see me, but my elbows are down, my hands are basically my fingers are pointed at my chest in an arch and I cannot move them like that and I've blacked out and woken up or blacked out I've been driving and then like came back like driving like this and I like yeah it's been it's bad I don't know and then everything starts twitching like it's a physical reaction like you're having some sort of attack
0: and that's fr- from public speaking or from, from other
2: experiences? Fortunately, I didn't break down like that but I could definitely like I started so I was public speaking there uh and I'm so scared, and, like, okay, and I could feel my hands starting to do that, so the worst it got during that little speech was I just kind (laughs) of, like, I had to use my, my weird hands to just (laughs) flip the pages, and read, and speak, but I didn't have, I didn't have a meltdown, because it wasn't emotional to me, I was just scared.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I've heard is, like, one of the people's top fears, like, even above, I think I read a study once, it was, like, above death, it was, like, public speaking i was like wow <laughs> no yeah it's a real that. fear for a lot of people i mean i get nervous public speaking <laughs> i think yeah, everyone well, i mean I if we get people. if yeah, yeah if
1: we get nervous i can i can only imagine what you're going through if i'm already shooting bricks you're you're on another level um i wanted to ask you so sorry i lost my train of thought (laughs) no no no. so okay so it was a depression bipolar anxiety and then at the beginning i noticed you were like meds 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 save life guys meds save lives guys yes can you can you just tell me a little bit about maybe the day exactly you started taking them and how it was before them and the effects that they have as far as like your mood your i mean everything essentially
2: uh, I guess I'll just start with, like, the story of it all. Um, so, yeah, whatever, it was January, I guess, 16th. I didn't actually get a s- schedule with a psychiatrist until April... It was originally on April 20th, but I think I got in earlier at, like, April 14th. April Twenty. Yeah, right, 420. Yeah. But, no, it <laughs> took me, it took four months just to get a new patient review and everything. So, I had to, like, survive for four months until then, and... I mean, we were scouting other psychiatrists, depending on what insurance took and everything. We kept trying to escalate it because there were times where it was like a struggle. Yeah. It's like you're almost there. We just can't take you yet because the whole I don't know.
0: Do you think I that made it, it, it feel kind of worse? It was like,
2: uh, it felt better because there's like something to look forward like to. Like a sense, yeah, yeah. But it was just almost is also antagonized because like you're, like okay, but. I, asked for help on january 16th i need help on january 16th like i have to wait three months or whatever to get that help um that's kind of like the birth of that and the medication thing and the seeing the psychiatrist um but then you go to actually getting diagnosed and that was pretty simple like basically it's almost like the online test you ask you a whole bunch of questions you answer and it's like okay this is what i feel you're diagnosed as boom no surprise yes i feel that way okay so what's the next step um and then fortunately now since technology and everything has advanced so much he was basically able to pinpoint exactly what i needed because the biggest thing with uh medication is they they fuck it up like my mom was misdiagnosed i think for 10 years wow um so she's on the wrong medication for like ten years, essentially, and it's like they kind of play with it, up the dose, lower the dose, change it completely, and it's like it's a a thing. And for me, it was just kind of a basic like, here, this is kind of like what we throw at people if they're experiencing this, and it worked. Um, and the medication I'm on, it's lamotrogen. Um, I think the technical drug is Lamictal. Um, it's a mood stabilizer and an anti-seizure medication. So one of my best friend is also bipolar and has seizures, and he's on that too. So we're like med buddies. Eh. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so med save lives. One of the biggest things that I prevented all this from happening is because of that manic side. I love the high. I love feeling that way, and I love just doing things so fast and so good and so fluid. And it's like I, everything worked. I didn't want to lose that ever, and you hear about being a zombie, or, like, you see, like, the whole psych ward movies, and they're just basically, like, was it, lithium or whatever, and they're just brain dead, and da da. so that all, st- that all that stuff gets in your head, so it's like, okay, well, if I take medication, I'm gonna lose, like, the biggest part of my personality that I love, and it's like, I need to cling on to that, like, I need to have that, but after talking to my mom a lot, cause she knows, um, it's like, no, I didn't really lose anything, I just, I'm more clear and there's a pause now between the event or whatever trigger and your reaction and that's the best way that you could probably put it so after I've been on medication everything is way more clear like everything is way more rational I don't get I mean I I get mixed in my head but nowhere near as what I would like it does not like it doesn't get as severe as no nowhere near at all like and even if it does I still have that pause like yeah. that's like the big biggest feature you can insert into someone's life like that is just pause
1: think okay. about it before yeah. reacting or
2: so okay so like yeah my girlfriend and I were camping um last weekend and uh, in the beginning I was like oh my god like camping with that medication woohoo because usually I'd blow up by now with setting up and I mean when you go camping you're dirty and everything yeah. there's just so much to deal with and it really humbles you but it's a lot to deal with you're like yeah. used to like modern civilization showers and shit like that um and i lasted all the way up until we were taking down our camp and then i snapped but it was the littlest tiniest snap that could ever happen in my life so i was getting all frustrated pulling like a dad move i started like throwing shit around sort of but not even like that like not even at that escalation it was very in my head Like, everything was happening... Internally. Yeah, it's like I was feeling aggressive internally, but on the outside, it wasn't like that at all. And then I had one little final thing, and it was like I was trying to empty out this cooler, and I, like, for some reason put it on a log, and the log fell all over me, and then the lid fell off, and I ripped off the cooler, (laughs) threw it on the ground, and she started laughing, and I was like, you laughing is not helping this at all, and I walked away. Came back, drank a beer, (laughs) took a dab, sat there for i don't know like 10 minutes or so and then she's like can you turn the truck on and i was like didn't yeah. speak <laughs> turn the truck on sat back on the truck bed and then i got my shit together though and the whole episode maybe lasted 15 minutes and it wasn't even an episode i would consider that normal human reaction yeah, yeah. like it shit was frustrating we're at the end yeah. of camp sunburnt, tired dirty like hungry like we just want to get the fuck out of there and nothing is working how it should yeah, yeah. But that was it. I just snapped as a little like remark and it was like, oh my God. So we got gas, got in the car. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm still mad, (laughs) but (laughs) there's nothing really that I'm mad at. She's like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no. And honestly, it kind of feels good because I haven't felt mad in a while. Like I haven't felt that kind of emotion. In a while, and that's like my emotion drug of choice or whatever is anger. So it was kind of almost enlightening to feel mad a again in <laughs> such a small dose. Yeah, that didn't affect like anything. It was like one of the coolest fights and <laughs> little outbursts I've ever had because it was so manageable. And you like she could talk to me. It was just like a simple, "Are you okay?" Yes, because I've already been thinking of how to apologize to her, and it was only what 20 minutes. Did not need an hour whatsoever. After, like, maybe five minutes, I was already thinking of, how do I recover from this humility right now? Like, But I'm not, like, I'm pathetic, I'm this. It's like, no, I was a jackass. Like,
1: Just normal shit. Now I just gotta own up to that I'm a
2: jackass, and then apologize, and we'll smooth things over, and we'll be all lovey-dovey again. Okay, cool. It was never to the point where I would just fucking excommunicate her for the entire road trip home, because I've done that. I've totally done that with, like, girlfriends in the past um and it's just not cool <laughs> yeah. it's not cool for everybody in the car it's not cool for everything after but yeah the meds it's like that it's like that dramatic to get to the point of just normal coping like everybody has anger everybody has sadness or whatever it's just how you cope and how you deal with everything that really makes the oomph happen
0: so the meds are the oomph. I can understand that what you're saying about the anger thing too, because I've had my own dealings with anger, you know, and I mean, been told like, I mean, anger is a good thing when you, I guess, use it the right way, you know, but I can, I can get it. I mean, when you get mad after you kind of like, all right, like I'm good, <laughs> like I don't know, I just I understand that. Sure. So I guess what you were saying with the dab. So, cause I know you smoke and stuff. Do you think, is that kind of why you smoke or, I mean, obviously you like it, but does that, did you do it more because of that or no?
2: Uh, it turned like, I well, I mean, <laughs> done a whole bunch of drugs, but <laughs> I started smoking because like when, well, when you first get high, well, I mean, you know, Chris high. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's we'll start from for another <laughs> <laughs> Um. It's like, it's it's a whole different thing. It's like, you're in a different world, you can't think, and it's like, it's just fun to lose control and not have to be there in the moment. So when I started smoking, it was totally an escape. But after tolerance builds up and everything, that escape is nowhere near an escape. It's just kind of being, I don't know, high. And that was the biggest tool that I'd use as far as self-medicating. I never really drank up until after I turned 21. It just, I couldn't stomach it. So, like, I would smoke all the time just to, in my head, keep myself level, which, in a sense, is very true, because without medication, that was my medication. And honestly, if I think if I never smoked, it would be a whole different story, but I'd still have the same symptoms. But it's like, you smoke every day for so long, da 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 but you still have this lingering, like, mental illness and then let's say you get caught with a DUI and you can't smoke for three or four months that shit goes bad real quick it's like you don't realize how much you cope with something that you don't even really know you're doing like when I smoke I don't even feel that high it's just I smoke because it's part of me now (laughs) I don't know it's it's just like self-medication so it turned it went from an escape to just being self-medicating For those eight, ten years or whatever, that was my medication in my head. Like that was what was helping me. That was what was keeping me level. But it's an illegal drug, and you can't like take it like a pill at work, and you can't like drive on it. So there's all these things. It's not, it's not medication, in a sense, not like that, because it doesn't, it doesn't stabilize your chemicals really.
0: It kind of just calms you.
1: But I guess it's kind of,
0: it's kind of like um a lot of people feel about cigarettes personally like i used to smoke cigarettes i haven't one. Well, what's up but um you know you kind of smoke it when you're stressed out and you're like oh i need oh, a yeah. cigarette in my to me i don't know about everyone else but to me that's all in my head it doesn't make me feel better but it gives me like 10 minutes to think about what i was doing and i calm down it, it doesn't necessarily mean the cigarette helped but you know you feel that you're like fuck i need a cigarette right now like
1: well it's like it's like it's a ryan thing Cigarettes was, like, a Chris thing. Well, just you kind of no, 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 care. no, no, no. I no, know, know. That's what I'm no, saying. No. Like, it's... <laughs> it, that's like,
2: no. Cigarettes, too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. totally relate to that. And it's the, same, it's the same mentality, though. Like, you just need to stop. And I think the biggest thing with that whole thing is when I would get... When I'm starting to lose the battle, I need to cling on whatever control I have. So the biggest thing that sucks, I refuse to smoke. So if I get if i get that twisted and spiraled into it i will i will not smoke because i can take i can take control of this i can calm myself down i don't need any substance to like bring me up like it's it's like cheating in my head like there's like i don't i'm not gonna deal with it i need to follow through with my gut and i guess going kind of fast forward to the vlog days is getting very bad with that like I guess prior to the oh no, I did work during anyway. Okay, so yeah, I go to work, and I you get like so so like I don't I don't smoke from the time I wake up to let's say like seven o'clock at night, and without medication. So then I get so amped up about the littlest shit, politics, drama, fucking government job, like people not doing their job, me doing all this, all all this stuff that really doesn't matter. I get heated, I get shaky, I've had to walk out of the room. Like it's like it's such. thing to me it means so much to me and then i get in my car start driving home start smoking um and maybe like three minutes in already the thoughts wow like that's not even a big deal like i don't know why i was so angry about that and And it's like okay cool but then you have to face that for the for the last what eight hours or whatever you've been a manic, like, you've been a dick, like, you've been on one, and, like, it's just, like, to try to look at yourself for, like, to take three minutes to do that, it's, like, I hated that transition. I always felt like I was two different people. In that sense, right there, it was only two different people. There's sober and on one and unmedicated person, and then there's, oh, let's smoke weed, and then you get all high, and then you can really kind of level yourself, like a cigarette, and just kind of, like, reflect on, how much of a jackass you're being, how much of any of that shit that you're all angry about and want to go to war over something so
0: little, it just doesn't matter. This all helps, too, that you're out of the situation at that point, too.
2: Very true. Because I mean, yeah, I've true. had some
0: shit days at work, and then it's Friday, you turn the radio off, and you feel good. <laughs> but, yes.
2: Uh, Friday, motherfuckers.
0: So I guess, kind of transition into, I mean, now, like, the Ryan I see and stuff and you're always chill. I guess, do you feel like it's still an issue like without the medication or do you think you kind of, kind of, like you're coming to grasping into those things? I know you had the little, the the whole camping thing but from the story, what I understood is you didn't take any medication in the whole camping trip, and you had a 15-minute regular this fucking what-the-fuck thing. Oh, no, no. Medication. So. I took medication. Oh, you did?
2: Oh, you I had to I take it every day. It. Oh,
0: oh, I don't know. My mistake if I
2: did. No. no, medication. So
1: you I mean, so you did end up taking medication on that camping trip?
2: Oh, yeah. 9 o'clock every night if I can't help it. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. 2,100 hours. My alarm goes off. Oh, yeah. oh. That's the ding. No. Meds, for sure. Yeah. 100% need the meds. It's weird, because even if... So, like, I don't know. We're young, like there's party weekends like mm-hmm. so say friday you drink saturday you drink sunday's recovery well so you don't take meds all three days or two nights or whatever it is monday fucking sucks and monday it's like i revert back to that and i can feel it it's weird that you can it's like you can feel it but now that you know about like now that you know you're taking medication all this it's like oh wow It It, makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a whole difference. And then even almost skipping one day can make a difference. But, yeah, two days, it definitely makes a difference. But there's also other – there's a whole bunch of different medications out there. The one I'm on is just kind of a – that's how I notice it. But I fall back into that same, like, self-deprecating behavior. It's like – and then I start aiming the gun at myself. Like, whatever. It's just like – but it's not – It's not like that in reality. And then once, like, so Monday's like that, Monday night I take it, Tuesday's better, Wednesday's normal. It's just to level your shit
0: out again. Okay. Can you drink while you're on that? Like, when you go out and stuff?
2: Yeah, it's not recommended. Not
0: (laughs) Not at all. It's definitely, it mixes with things, but 25, fuck it. (laughs) Do you feel that that alcohol sometimes, because when we go out, you're... You're a little like the life of the party to me. I mean, I remember we went to Vegas and you were fucking killing it, bro. Like, it was, you're in rare form. And um, do you think it kind of just substitutes at times? Or you're just out having a good time, so we're having a good time?
2: I think it's just having a good time. It's, like, my personality, how I was raised and everything, mostly the Asian side and then being thrown into, the, like, the Mexican side of, like, all these people, but then having, like, no people. It's, oh. my my growing up is silent. So I think it's a, it's like, I think it's a general thing for introverts. Like you need your energy, you need to get your energy from being alone. But yeah, when I drink or like when I'm in like when I'm on one, even when I was just like manic or whatever, it's like, no, nah, bro, let, let's like like fucking conquer life, like let's go do this shit. Like yeah. I don't know, it is. I think that's more of a personality thing though, cause, and it's also alcohol. Alcohol brings that. In you. Yeah, yeah. It loosens you up. L- removes that filter.
1: If um. So now we're into the 10 years. You've been on medication for a year and um I don't I mean I don't know I don't know how to like word it but like cuz I like what Chris said last time um with dialysis and you were like if you could give any advice to somebody maybe going through what you went through at such a young age and maybe it's just they're convincing themselves in their head, like, nope. I mean, I I don't know what you went through, but you know how you said you self-diagnosed, you kind of kept it to yourself, only your mom knew. I mean, I'm sure other people knew as well, but what advice would you give to someone who's going through this and you're just kind of like, no, take medication, like, do it now? Well,
2: I guess the first thing, best thing one of the best things i've ever had in my life is i've been through rehab and aa so regardless if you're taking any drugs whatever the 12-step program is phenomenal honestly it's like it's it's not even geared towards a substance in my at least how i interpreted everything it was just the biggest self-help self-actualization thing i've ever done it's like the first step you admit you have a problem and that's the biggest thing with people is they refuse to admit they have a problem. Whereas my life, I always felt I had a problem. I always felt something was wrong with me. So 12 steps, take it or leave it, that's good. I'm not going to throw a help hotline at you. Like, if you're feeling suicidal, call this number, da-da-da. I would never call that shit, because who the fuck would? Um, my biggest thing was having someone like my mother there for me. Having someone that I can, like in a sense, almost command or demand help when I needed and she knew because there's been cries for help before. And again, I've just never followed through, but having someone who just knows that this is the moment, this is the moment. And I'm happy to do that for you. Just yes. And then also there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, there's just literally, at least in my case, there is a chemical, uh, chemical imbalance. Um, and let's see. Yeah, love yourself. You're not worthless. You're not pathetic. I know you're thinking that. I wouldn't listen to me either if you're actually going through this. So it's really hard to give advice to someone who's. In the I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think. I think just me, us talking about how we are in such a like a. Like in a, a real level, on a sense, is kind of the best advice because I never wanted anybody to throw anything like. No one wants. Uh, Do platitudes no one wants oh just think about the positive or oh da, 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 everything is we angelic yeah. yeah it's just no like like i feel fucked up i feel fucked up i feel fucked up there's nothing getting through that i feel fucked up so just i don't know it's kind of that awareness so like if you have someone like that kind of cling to them and keep them and Honestly, if you do have someone like that, they're not going to leave you. It's like unconditional love, especially if that is your mother. And 12 steps for sure. Admit you have a problem. Um, Serenity prayer for sure. Regardless of religious, whatever. That was the best thing I ever took from uh, AA. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. Wisdom to know the difference. It's like when you're actually stuck in that such a black and white mentality yeah, you need to have that wisdom to know what you can and cannot control because once once I'm in it, I feel like I need to control everything, even the things that I cannot control. And just that platitude or whatever that that honestly does help me. But everybody's different and I don't know. I take what you can get.
0: And that prayer I think is really good just for anyone, really. An over I mean a classic overthinker and stuff just, you know. You know things are the way they are. Like you can you can fix yourself, but you can't fix everything else. So yeah, definitely something. So well,
1: I just I just had one tiny little thing before. So I'm seeing you now today. I mean, you're on, you're good, right? You're good. You we're good. Ryan is is better, and um. like what, are there any people specifically like aside from your mo- mother that you, that keep you on this good and, and going aside from like the meds, the, the getting high and things like that? Like, do you turn to your best friends or you just, I guess what kind of aside from the med medication keeps you like your girlfriend? Like, do you, do you get what I'm trying to say?
2: hmm Um, one thing, yes, I am okay today, um, I will say this to anybody, there's no quick fix, it will always be a life battle, it's not like this shit just goes away, um, if I stopped taking medication, that shit would come back, but, yeah, I have definitely the ride or dies in my life, I reach out to when shit goes bad, um, when shit is like that in my head, though, I don't reach out to anyone, um, yeah, my girlfriend now, though, actually for once she's someone that I can actually relate to with a lot of this stuff she just kind of gets it at least on a I don't know on an anxiety level at least she she just understands behavior and her dad is bipolar so that helps a lot at least for our relationship yeah love her to death um brothers for sure I don't know we all I, I know for sure we all need to reach out to each other more Lewis has definitely let me know that but for my life everything I've honestly the best person is yourself like i am the best person that has my back all the time and i know that and as far as being a controlling person or just like whatever yeah other than my mom my dog it's myself everybody else in my head is unfortunately expendable at least in that way you can never guarantee that anybody else has your back and i think that's why i've always been so self-centered is because i i just i was born that way i don't know like, I only trust myself in a sense of having myself at that time that I need them there. There's been people that I've reached out to and good hearts, good intentions, good whatever, but our timing wasn't perfect. Yeah. And I would blow the fuck up about that. Like, you weren't there for me at this point when I wanted to reach out to you at that second. Yeah. Well, who the fuck? Like, families, life, job, work. Like, you can't control other people. It is definitely good to reach out, especially after the fact and hash it all out. So, like, So you get a whole thing with work and you talk to your coworkers about it, bitch about it, you talk to your closest person, your girlfriend, whatever. And then you get to the homies or you're like the real people and it's just kind of like, yeah, bro, like fuck this and whatever. It's just good to have every level of support there is from zero to 100. It's, I don't know. It's all about balance. It's all about balance and the people in your life. But at the end of the day, it's always yourself. So just have your own back
0: that's good to be self-aware of that too because really i mean life gets in the way of a lot of things so you always got to know that at the end of the day i gotta have myself so that's good yo
1: um i just want to say real quick guys uh before we um finish up here if you are going through anything similar to ryan anxiety bipolar depression suicidal um like don't give up like don't give up guys um Suicide isn't the answer for sure. Um, and just hang in there. I mean, you hear you heard Ryan, it was about ten years, maybe a year prior to the ten that he uh decided to take medication. So I mean, whether it's one, two, three years, just hang in there and reach out, reach like he said, reach out to that person, whether it's your mother, or that person's gonna be there for you and what you can't do for yourself, though they'll, they'll be that person. Um Yeah, um, and uh, Chris, did you want to say anything?
0: No, I mean, just, yeah, you kind of covered it. (laughs) All right. It's it's never the answer, and there's always...
1: Yeah, and you're you're not pathetic, you're not all those, all those things. No, seriously, you're not all those things that are, like Ryan said, who's going through what you're going through, um, you're not those things, so just reach out, and like he said, meds, 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 meds are the (laughs) answer, um... I guess ah. one of the
2: biggest things too is now that I'm kind of hearing you about it is a lot of, like, at least me, it's like I'll, you always feel alone. But like, I have you, I have my brothers, I have my friends, I have this big ass family, but I still feel alone. I could honestly reach out to any one of you and tell you all of this, but I don't. Yeah. So I think having that type of awareness or just kind of throwing this in your face through this podcast it's just something to relate to it's like and I'm pretty sure anybody who kind of goes through this knows that you feel completely alone but you know you're not alone but you don't trust anybody to feel that way so it's kind of like a whole thing um and there are certain situations where people are actually alone maybe you moved across the country and you have nobody but plug hotline maybe or honestly have faith in people because I spent my entire life like hating people hate this people suck dogs rule but honestly the biggest people have been giving me the bi- biggest rewards is strangers like strangers will give you the best vibes in the world if you just trust them and have faith in humanity it's kind of cliche but it's very true like if you feel alone those people will brighten up your life for sure strangers when you feel that way they really give you that insight to what reality is and what you're thinking at that moment yeah,
1: yeah no not alone yeah you're not yeah. alone guys you That's heard ryan saying, honestly reach out find yeah. that thing and,
0: uh, yeah you know um just keep well yeah. um and like ryan was saying he does does have a vlog at times of course he's got an instagram all that good stuff uh do you want to kind of let people know if they want to follow you or check check out your youtube videos or anything with your sure, if you want to, is. you can see my journey. Um, Hopefully, I upload
2: a video after the last one because my last video is basically kind of me realizing all this. So it was kind of depressing. So hopefully, I'll get a little positive. I need to bounce back and give some like, hey, I'm alive. I got help. I'm medicated now because this is honestly or maybe I should just insert this video there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you
1: could do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody out there needs it. Somebody needs to see that. The all journey. This. Yeah, the journey. You know?
2: Actually, yeah, if anything, that is the best tool I've ever had is film yourself. Sports, anything, public speaking. When you film yourself, you see yourself, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) But you can see what you're doing. And you analyze the shit out of it, of course, and you're your own worst critic, whatever. But you can see what you're doing wrong, and you can actually see what you like about yourself and all that stuff. But... Yeah, I guess I'll I'll plug away uh, Ryan Takata Emery, my full name. One word. That's where it is, everywhere around. I made sure because I started vlogging and I wanted to be central.
0: Yeah. All right, well, (laughs) thank you, Ryan. (laughs) We appreciate you opening up and having this talk with us and coming out you know yeah my yeah. pleasure easy but
1: no thank you for sure all right guys before we head out again that is ryan takata emery r-y-a-n-t-a-k-a-t-a-e-m-e-r-y um thank you ryan i am uh chris Kalina, your host and
0: i'm chris and this
1: is, is the willetto effect thank yeah. you guys remember you're nobody <laughs>